0: Bungie Aerospace disappoints fans. Microsoft apparently thinks people are really into advertisements, and Ace Combat shows Hawks how air combat is really done. That, plus more, on today's MASHcast. Mashable Buttons Mashcast, I'm Jared, and I'm here with Community Manager for Matchless Buttons and Master of Disguise, Rob
1: Hill-Williams. Hello, hello, hello.
0: And I am also here with uh, Senior Editor for Matchless Buttons and Iron Chef, Nick Santangelo.
2: Anybody hungry? What's up, everybody?
0: (laughs) This is Mashcast number 11, that's the one that's after 10.
1: And, Uh. uh, yeah, after 10. (laughs) (laughs) We got the counting up in the house today. Uh, Uh. uh, Ah, (laughs) ah, (laughs) ah.
0: Yes, and um, you may be a little surprised to hear the MASHcast only a week after. No, this is not a special edition. Uh, We mentioned before, actually on the website we mentioned before, not in the MASHcast, we mentioned that we were switching to a weekly format. So this is it. And we're hoping to uh, get you more recent news and a shorter podcast because that's what people have been asking for.
1: So, And it will make us an exception everywhere because apparently nobody can do less than a yeah. two-hour podcast, even if they do it weekly. So we're going to try and break the mold, and we're going to try and give you some, some decent news and not take forever.
2: And <laughs> in like light you. of that, that wraps up our podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. A <laughs> little too early. Yeah. A little bit. Got five minutes left still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just a little bit. But uh let's actually get this, you know, bus moving. Uh we'll start it off the normal way. Uh so what's everybody been playing? Why don't we start with Rob?
1: Um I've been playing Kimi Village. Uh review is up on the site now. Um so you know, go check that out. Pretty good game. Um also been playing mostly demos and stuff, uh plus playing the Uncharted Three multiplayer beta. Which is quite a bit of fun, actually. I really never, as much as I love the other Uncharted, uh, Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 1. Like, with Uncharted 2, I never bothered with the multiplayer, really. Always kind of, like, had the idea that I would play it and never did. Um, but Uncharted 3 multiplayer beta, it's good stuff. Um, also tried out the demo for NCAA football, uh, Gatling Gears, and the the Sonic, the hedgehog generations which was actually only two minutes you were right yeah i was <laughs> yeah. not
0: exaggerating it's like not at all
1: not at all i was like wow that that really was it and yeah getting up made me want to like poke my eyes out with toothpicks because it was way too busy and like i could not tell the background from the foreground but you know that's neither here nor there so that's that's what i've been playing the past week so what cool. you uh quickly what did you think of gatling gears because i like gatling gears I liked it. I mean like after a certain point I was kind of like, you know, like okay, it's a twin stick shooter that's kind of a bullet hell game. It's, you know, like a Geometry Wars or, you know, any of those types. So I was like, it's it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. I just kind of feel it's like everything else. I don't know. Wow. To me, I don't know. Personally, I'm not like a bullet hell shooter person, so I'm I'm kind of like they, they, to me, they all feel the same, really, when it gets down to it. Like, I like some of the things they did. A little awkward to do like grenades and stuff and try and avoid everything and try and aim at the same time, like to me. So, I don't know. Like, bullet hell games just don't do it for me. I, I enjoyed that though, but I was just like, yeah, okay, it's, it's another bullet hell. <laughs> this just under a twin stick, guys. Yeah, uh, okay. To each his own. <laughs> yeah, basically. That, uh, that's why I tried it out. I was like, yeah, hey, let's see what it's all about. I was like, okay, it's still not doing anything
0: for me. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> okay. you know. All right, so, uh, Nick, how about you? What have you been playing?
2: Uh, a little bit of Halo Reach, as I usually tend to do. A little uh, bit? Like every yeah, day. Just, just a little <laughs> bit. Just, you know, like six hours straight for a couple nights a week. But, you know, not too much. Uh, <laughs> Ocarina of Time, 3D, my reviews up on the site. Uh, you know, my favorite game ever. The port was the or the remake rather was pretty damn awesome. Just uh, the 3D, it's pretty much unplayable in 3D, it's pretty much only good for the cutscenes, which is kind of ridiculous considering the system is a 3DS It has 3D in the title. But everything else they did with it was awesome, so I was pretty much willing to overlook that. So, uh, game was
1: good, but 3D wasn't worth it,
2: right? It, I mean, okay. it wasn't that the 3D was bad, the 3D is. It looks really nice. It's just when you move, like there's so much ghosting, it's just awful. But like you yeah. just see like a shadow of everything around, around every character and environmental object, and it's like, oh god, this is hideous. That sucks. Um, you. Yeah, that's crazy. really bad. Yeah. Concerning that's yeah. like
1: top tier Nintendo, like basically that, yeah. that is a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that's you would think too, like, they would have noticed that, in that development. I read like, a lot really, of yeah.
2: I didn't see anybody talk about that, but. Uh, Jason Worsitz, uh, another editor at the site, for those of you who don't know him, also played the game. I talked to him about it and it, he said the same thing and he was livid about it too. So it, it's not just me. It's definitely in there. Other than that, uh, I've been playing Trench a little bit, which is pretty awesome. Still pretty early on in that, but, but I'm liking it. And I think that's pretty much everything.
0: Cool. You know, Nats, you, you, you just mentioned what Pushes Jason versus button. Next time I actually see him, I'm going to talk about Ocarina just to see him livid.
1: I'd love to see him livid. <laughs> just be like, really? "Man, that was really awesome!" But, like, don't even talk about the 3D, so you can watch him like boil over like even more and more, like as you talk about it and talk about how great it was, but don't mention the fact that you noticed 3D was terrible. <laughs> yeah, because like <laughs> so he's just like, ah. I know. Like,
2: hey, was that game in 3D, Jason? I, I wasn't sure. Did Did you notice? <laughs> I know. I, you look great. <laughs> I know the viewers.
0: You know, you guys don't know Jason where it sits in person, but like he's the type of person who looks like they would be entertained, taining, tain-ing livid. <laughs> like, he really is. Like, he's one of those people, like, when you get them mad, it's funny. You know? Like a, like a midget. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: wow. are, we just, yeah, are like that's Jason a, little... a midget now? Yeah. But, no, he's not a midget, but Jesus I'm just saying. Jason's an angry midget, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> not... uh, the midgets, don't listen, like, Jason. Really, like, midgets are automatically <laughs> funny when they're mad? Like, I didn't know. <laughs> like... Grumpy the Dwarf is hilarious? I Okay. Uh... Grumpy the Dwarf is hilarious.
0: Is he not? Thank you. Can, can anybody tell me that he's not? Point proven. Okay.
1: Money
0: the ranks. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so basically for me, only three games, not my mega list from last week. Uh, but I've been playing StarCraft 2, which I was pissed on Sunday because I won, a, I won a bunch of matches. I won. I played, I played like 12 and I won 10 out of 12. None of them gave me points. There was something up with battle, Battle.net and I got no credit for any of those wins. So I feel slighted. And I think Blizzard
1: should give me a free copy
0: of Diablo 3.
1: So. Slighted it's kind of a small word. I mean, they're not going to be handing out free copies, but that's pretty ridiculous that like none of it got recorded. Yeah, it's
0: and it sits there. Like, I'm looking at my record, and I, I'm looking there. I'm looking at this big old gap of game of games that I have that have points, and then no points, and then more points. Like come, I think I played with Worsets on uh, Wednesday. You know, so yeah, that that that's how my Sunday was with StarCraft Two. Sweet. Um but uh other than that bad company 2 almost done with the single player and the farther i get into the single player the more incredible it is i'm just like it's it's not it's metal on our single player is still better but um
1: definitely that's because of the feelings it instills in you though but like bad company 2 has got just like it's it's fun like it's just good moments and fun stuff it's a
0: lot of fun to play like you know it's definitely more fun to play than Call of Duty Black Ops was, and Modern Warfare too, and even Modern Warfare. No,
1: we will never stop beating that horse <laughs> no,
0: ever. You ever. You guys love Modern Warfare, right? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> well, i was people. somebody else. Yeah, podcast. Yeah. That was like eight million other people. Yeah, <laughs> um, but other than that, I've actually been playing Trenched as well. Actually, me and Nick played Trench yesterday, which we had we a good did. time. Had a good old time. Once we mentioned up, I'm gonna tell them the story about. <laughs>
1: About the wrench.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sick. Like,
1: didn't even mention that he played with you. Like, you had to bring up the fact that you guys even played together. I didn't, I
2: didn't think of that before. So, <laughs> I you know. To socialize I'm, I'm pretty
1: early in the game. Shit. You know, it's okay. You know, I didn't play with anybody. You know, it's. It, we not have fun. It <laughs> was
2: just one guy, but you don't even want to hear it. it was awful.
1: <laughs> so, so,
0: basically, what happens is um, this is our first time playing co op, period. Uh, and in the game, when you go down, uh, you can you can fix your trench by you know pressing whatever button they tell you to press to fix your trench. So my trench winds up going down because I miscalculated how far away some explosive material was, and it blew up right on me. So I uh, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I miscalculated and my trench went down, and then it just says you're down, and I'm like. Oh. Okay, I guess uh I guess that's game over for me because my trench is down. And the thing is I can look around and I can still see Nick fighting. And as he's fighting, you know, he he's fighting off all these little like monsters or whatever and he's like, "Huh." I wonder what that wrench does, and he comes over and taps me and brings me up at the very end of the game. <laughs> oh
2: <laughs> down for like 20 solid minutes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder we
1: what, what, what that big wrench thing does when my partner's down. Yeah. And, giant robot. And Let's... I didn't even know this, but I was glowing.
0: <laughs> like I was glowing. Like he said he could see me glowing.
2: <laughs> in my defense, there was a lot of shit happening when that was going on. We, we were getting raided by, from like four different um, paths by all kinds of uh, tubes, which are the baddies in the game. And that was kind of just, he, he said, oh, I guess I'm down. I guess that's it. And I just kind of took his word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, he says he's down. down. <laughs> Despite <laughs> the
1: cues the game was trying to give you otherwise. yeah, yeah. Well, this, that's, that's great. Don't totally play multiplayer. Don't play co-op. Yeah. Trenched with Nick. That's, that's what I'm getting out of this.
2: I'm a terrible co-op partner.
1: He was he was totally like, oh, you're down.
0: Okay, see you, dude. And then he just went yeah, along got his Guts got glory all by himself. He's Rambo.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Won the match, nonetheless.
0: We did win the match, yes. We did win the match. And uh, actually, I do want to say one more thing about Trench before we continue, and this is about difficulty curves, <laughs> okay? There was a... The next match we were in, Nick actually got disconnected from me, so I wound up playing by myself. I won that match on my own, and my the, the building that I was defending still had over 50% health. And I, the reason I'm talking about it is because I won that match, but they... They kicked my ass so hard while I was playing. I got down like five times, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the entire time I was playing. I'm like, "Come on now, There should be like, you know, don't they don't baby the gamer. I mean, if they're bad at it or if they're dying, they have a little consequence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I kept dying, kept coming back up, dying, come back up. And they should have really just... You know, we right, should like,
1: you get down that badly, you get down that many times. Like your building should probably be gone. Although I guess maybe that is the difficulty curve. Like you know, we'll be a little more lenient about how many times you get murdered <laughs> before we. There is know. no game in which you should die five
0: times within like I don't know. I think the last part was like within like five minutes, and then get a silver rating. There's just no game where that should happen. Okay, I
1: guess that yeah. is kind of babying. Yeah. That bit.
0: that is babying. That's yeah. the only thing I have to say. Like that was that was I was like, Really? Like I actually won? Like Nick is like he I guess he can hear what's happening on my TV through my mic. He's like, Man, sounds like it's really getting hectic over there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it sounded bad, man. And, and you're just constantly like, Oh my god. Oh my god, there, there's so many tubes. Oh they're shooting. Me. Oh my god, it's one of those things. This is not good. <laughs> and just like it just kept going on for like half an hour though. He didn't die, he just kept playing.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's weird. And I didn't so yeah, I didn't start dying until the end when they started throwing everything at me like snipers. Then as soon as I come back from the snipers, they have tubes running into me and blowing up, and then they have other tubes shooting at me from afar that aren't snipers. You know, it's it, it was bad, but I still won with that a didn't si- do that. with a silver rating. You know, <laughs> so yay, yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so. But that's, that's not enough about thing, Trench. Though. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. Trench is a great game. But that that's just my gripe about that. that that that's my one gripe. But uh
2: Yeah. It's a lot of fun though. It is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. But it's uh on with the show. On with the show. Let's get into the topics. And uh, we wanted to start the topic based portion of the podcast uh by hearing the sound of bungee fans heartbreaking. And that happened the other day, actually Thursday, when Bungie announced what Bungie Aerospace actually was. Uh, and turns out that it is not a new game; it is actually a platform for indie uh, uh, indie devs, uh, indie well indie devs, I guess, make mobile or social games. And that's pretty much it. There's <laughs> not much uh, not much behind it.
1: How yeah, the only the only other thing that. is that yeah, this Bungie code or he they yeah they've trademarked uh, a code name Crimson, so, and apparently that's set to come out for iOS and Android, but of course nobody knows what exactly Crimson is. I mean. Yeah, it's it's kind of, like, sad if you were expecting Bungie to come out and be like, oh, man, here's this awesome new game, like, you know, something, you know, flight, space, something related, because, you know, aerospace, oh, man, that's a new game project, only to find out it's, you know, not yeah. that at all. So, like, that's pretty disappointing. I mean, it's cool what they're doing. They're giving, you know, indie devs a chance to work with Bungie and connect with their platform, and, and it also gives Bungie kind of a jumping into... Mobile and social gaming. Maybe you'll see something cool out of it, something not, you know, within the norms of, I guess, social games. Like you know, the whole Farmville, Cityville, bill whatever bill type craze. That's the only really interesting thing about it. But yeah, it sucks if you were like, oh man, awesome new game coming, because that's not what's happening. No, no,
2: no. <laughs> that's At a, all. that's a no. Actually. Well, I don't know. Maybe Crimson sure. will be cool. You know, it's from these guys' uh, harebrained schemes, who was uh, run by Jordan Wiseman, who was uh, who did like uh, I Love Bees, and did some did some other projects too. I can't remember what, but uh, yeah, oh, it's yeah. a mobile game. So whole, like that whole uh,
1: Halo thing that they did ahead of time, like the the weird was that what that he did? Yeah, yeah, uh, that was
2: like the viral campaign for huh. was it Halo Two? I believe it was Halo I too. think it
1: was Halo too. yeah.
2: It better have been or else fanboys are going to kill me. <laughs> you are so
0: wrong. <laughs> burning You never hour. know burning what hour. you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. You are not a real yeah. gamer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I play Halo. Yeah. Um, so, so anyways, yeah. It's, it's kind of neat. Should add for a nice revenue stream for, for Bungie to bring in some more money and fund whatever bigger things they are working on. But... Obviously, nobody's like jumping up and down excited for this thing, except for maybe the people that are
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, actually, let me. I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna tune what I said before. It's not a platform. It's a partnership program, and it'll give right. you give the developers resources that they need creative free or creative freedom and resources, uh, and it'll give them access to things like Bungie.net platform and access to that audience. I don't know what they would possibly want to access. Maybe the login system. Well,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I don't, I don't no, know. I guess maybe tracking. it just gives them the back and yeah, something like that to kind of use to see, I guess, measure how well the games are doing or you know, I guess, penetration in the market, that type of thing. I mean, they're really what I see out of this is they're they're not calling it, you know, Bungie being a publisher. I guess because of their partnership with you know other with Activision or whoever else. Um, but that's basically what this is. It, right. It's based Bungie being a publisher for social, you know, games, giving any you know any developers a chance to to do something they would normally be able to do, which is good for Bungie. I mean, like I think they could be good. It's just you have to see something out of it before you can really make any yeah. judgments.
2: It, but. Yeah, I think they said we we're gonna get some some details on this Crimson game within a couple weeks or whatever. Yeah, I guess. But. So maybe we'll maybe we'll see something there. I don't I don't know how much that will reveal about how the whole bunch aerospace end of things will work or not. But um, is anyone really that excited to see what happens there? Anyways,
1: yeah, just sucks if you're expecting something other than what yeah yeah if you had expectations <laughs> lowered expectations. <laughs>
0: It's definitely more, uh, I guess, exciting for the developers than the actual, I guess, players. So we'll we'll see what comes out of that. Um, But just as uh, the Bungie fans' heart broke, my heart broke when I got this next piece of news that uh, David Votipka... Is what we're that's the official last name we're going with here because we're not one hundred percent sure. That's how that's it. if, if yeah. it's
1: wrong, that's my fault because to me that's that, that's the, the correct you know pronunciation yeah. of the name. So
0: they, David they Votipka that. becomes senior creative director at Ubisoft Redstorm. Now you're like, who is David Votipka? Well, David Votipka was the boss at Chaos Studios, and they're the ones that made Homefront.
1: Like yeah, <laughs> the game that got them closed by Ubisoft, basically, yeah. or not by oh, Ubisoft. Right,
0: THQ.
1: Yeah, THQ. So yeah,
0: so yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't too happy because Ubisoft Red Storm. For those not to know, they're the ones that make the Tom Clancy games, the Ghost Recon Future Soldier, and the new Ra- the unannounced Rainbow Six title.
2: Well, the unnamed Rainbow Six title.
1: Right. With all the awesome stuff we've been hearing about with potential morality choices and branching storylines and a lot of cool stuff that hasn't been, you know, done in first person shooters yet. And maybe this is part of him, you know, this is, you know, maybe part of his ideas. Who knows? But if Homefront is any indication, then. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no. You know, what? <laughs> was... I don't want to
2: jump too harshly and, and be like, oh, this, they're both going to fail. Like, they're going to suck because Homefront wasn't all that great and definitely didn't live up to expectations people had. But but I, I definitely hear, hear you guys um, going a little weary of this because it's like, really, we were already worried a little too much that like Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon getting a little too much Call of Duty-ish like every other shooter on the planet. And now right. it's like you're home bringing in... was a
1: pretty, yeah. Homefront was a pretty blatant, Call you know, copy on a lot of those, right. yeah. Exactly. A lot of those leave, concepts, last so. week I called it but...
0: Modern Warfare Three Junior. <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: it's not yeah.
1: bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not I trying mean, to be it's... completely. Yeah, I'm not trying to be completely, you know, down about it either. I mean, like Homefront, yeah, not so much. Like, it, but it did have cool ideas. And if he's, you know, creative director, like if some of those ideas came from him when he was at Chaos, then, you know, there's maybe there's something to be gained from it. I mean, the guy, it it wasn't like Homefront was the only thing the guy worked on. He also did Battlefield 2 and Frontline's Field of War, you know, Frontline's Field of War, but whatever. I don't, I really don't even remember the game, but I mean, Battlefield 2, like, okay, yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but Battlefield 2, I mean, you. you can't, you know, that's, that's pretty good, Battlefield 2, so I, uh, you know... One out of three
2: ain't bad, I guess. <laughs> so maybe yeah, there's you know, you know there's maybe, good ideas maybe some there. of the stuff he put into Homefront was were some of the better elements because Homefront wasn't like complete garbage. Like there were some cool ideas in there, it just wasn't executed all that well.
1: Yeah, the entire game wasn't wasn't like a cohesive good whole, and it was a little bit too much copy paste from other. Yeah, I know.
2: I'm I'm not trying to say it was good. I'm not trying to.
1: I'm not accusing. <laughs> oh, no, <you>. no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not accusing you of saying that it was good. <laughs> That'd be a terrible um, accusation to level at somebody. You thought it right? was good, but I—I <laughs> I did not say it, that. It, it <laughs> had—you're right. It did have good elements. It just there was too much copy paste from other stuff to even really make those good elements stand out. So, I mean, hopefully... I mean, he's not the boss over there at Ubisoft, at Red Storm, you know, the, uh, like he was at Chaos, you know. Obviously, maybe there were some leadership issues at Chaos that kind of caused him, him to be the way that it was. Maybe, you know, I not be, having worked there, not having worked with them, it's only speculation because you can only look at the product that came out of it and say, well, that was not so good you are the boss so it's kind of one of those things where it's like well you're still responsible even if that wasn't your fault necessarily so but I I hope that if he's only a creative director some of the ideas you know things he's worked on in the past some of the you know things had good ideas you know there's something to be gained from it he's not in charge of anybody really i mean him being a senior creative director like me like i may not you know i I, we'll just have to see like hopefully like you know it's more good ideas and you know the ubisoft you know red storm isn't you know like a newbie you know they've got enough stuff under their belt where i'm sure they can say like well yeah that's Sounds like a shitty idea. <laughs> We're right. going to not yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, so, they've made a number of these. Good ideas, up, you know. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, they, there's other creative people there, other creative directors. So, you know, you know, there's. A, I'm sure there's a committee type of thing. It's not like the guy's just going to come in and be like, all right, Homefront 2 going to be in Rainbow <laughs> Six. All right, let's go. You'll find yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I'm not trying to be right. negative. I do. Oh, yeah, go ahead, <laughs> Nick.
2: I, I was just gonna say real quick. So yeah, be a little be a little worried that you know a little concerned that hey this could be a problem. But let's not jump the gun. Give it a chance and just see how it, how it plays out before we freak yeah. out. I mean,
0: I do I do really do hope for the best. I just prefer to keep all taint out <laughs> of you know out of my of my other games that I have hope for. You know what I'm saying? Like if I see a dev or somebody from a team from a failing game. Come over to a game that I'm really looking forward to, I get a little worried. That's all. Who knows? He may make this the best Rainbow Six ever, even though it was already sounding like the best Rainbow Six ever, but he may put that that extra, you know, sprinkle that extra goodness on it. You never know.
2: Yeah, we have no idea. Maybe he, you know, learned his trade while he was, you know, working away at home front. It's going to say, okay, I can look back and see what I screwed up big time. Now I know what I'm doing, and maybe this will be like his breakout title.
1: Yeah, not saying and that I mean, it'll happen. Yeah. Maybe
2: not. I just say, you know, there's a lot of possibilities.
1: Yeah. And one thing that you know still bears mentioning is that like the news was only reported recently, so it's I, it. I can be sure that the dude has been probably been there not that long after Chaos got closed, and we only heard the news about the morality choices and stuff in Rainbow Six in the past week. Maybe an effect of him coming. Like maybe maybe an effect of him joining, maybe that's something new. 'Cause there's now. still it's not something that's permanent. I'm yeah, talking uh, <laughs> about
0: because I didn't see any morality choices in Homefront. I'm i well, I know, but I mean maybe that
1: was his idea. I know, I know <laughs> that you're messing with me. But you <laughs> you Mr. Negativity. <laughs> easy. Yeah. Yeah. Same Same take it easy, Same it's gonna be okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Everybody go to their separate. So, I
1: don't know. You know, like it's a possibility that he's injecting the new ideas cuz it's stuff that they haven't even settled on. So, we, oh, as far as I'm concerned, basically, they have settled seen. on it. We talked about that last week. That's true. <laughs> they they need to if they're going to do anything new, but that was last yeah. week. So, I guess I mean, moving I- on. Oh, actually, and kind of related news that wasn't really on the docket, but bears mentioning. Um, you know, since we're talking about studios closing every single time we have a podcast, uh, Disney closed BlackRock Studio, who did Pure and yeah. Split Second.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, not really uh, dropping a tear it's for just... that one.
1: I, I Pure was good, though. I mean, like, Split Second is an object failure. <laughs> but, I mean... Pure was a good game. It's kind of a shame that like not so much BlackRock themselves. I mean, it is a shame. Sorry that you know, get a bunch of people out of jobs, but it just seems to be a thing that you you have one bad game that doesn't sell the expectation and like boom, you're gone. Like that seems to be like the epidemic now. Yeah, it's, it's gone like, turnaround. I mean, like some games are like, yeah, they're bad, or like if a you know, a studio has a bad track record. That's a problem. One but, bad game. I mean, like, one bad game, you know, gives you the axe. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> That's kind of not good for game development. But, I mean, like, and it's kind of hard to say, you know, if a problem is a person or a studio when it's like everybody's getting closed and other people are going in other studios and it's like, well... You know that's why it's this is like a we yeah. see with them because it's like well maybe he wasn't the problem in chaos because it's not like they got a chance to make another game so that you know you could say well that was a studio lead man and he's the problem obviously yeah it's just kind it's, of it's just a weird thing just a weird it's tough it's to of... find
2: the really great talent in the industry like there there's not a lot of people out there that can make truly like incredible games you know so. It's it's unfortunate that a lot of the studios or publishers, rather, will look at their studios and be like, "Well, why wasn't this the next greatest thing ever made? You're all fired," <laughs> you know. But I could see when it's like repeat, like you said, when it's a repeated problem where it's like they have made game after game after game that it's been trashed. It's like, well, this can't go on, obviously. But yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. A, that yeah, you have it's just a strange problem. problem and that's it.
1: So anyway, sorry to get off topic, but it just seemed like related because it just made me think, you know, everybody's jumping around to other studios or inside the, you know, inside the same company into a different studio. So, then, yeah. but that's,
2: they'll, they'll settle down after a little bit. Like, all right, now that we've had time for this to sink in.
1: Yeah, you can only go by what you see as the end result. I mean, like, you know, certain things you can kind of like take at face value, but, you know, like, oh, man, like, you know, Kodak just became the, the head of EA or something, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, that, that would be something you could take at face value, but, you He's know. He's canceling Mass
2: Effect 3. Out of spite! <laughs> out of spite. <laughs> Just because yeah. he can. Yeah,
1: so, like, certain things you can take at face value, but it's really hard when you're looking at, like, here's a person who is basically just a cog in, you know, a bigger machine. Like, is that cog bad? You don't know, because now you just put it into another machine, and it's kind of hard to see one, you know. Even even when the game does come out, it's still kind of hard to see. So well, kinda, I know
0: who to yeah, blame if <laughs> I can't throw a civilian off <laughs> a bridge. I know exactly who to blame now.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Because yeah, that's, that's his true. job. His jo- his job
0: as creative director is to make sure there's a civilian with bombs strapped onto him, so I can throw him off of a bridge.
1: That's right. So you can have that morality choice. But you know, speaking of choice in a game, or well, not in a game actually, but. uh Microsoft wants you to have some choice, just not anything awesome or game related. <laughs> yes, that
0: would segue us into the uh, well, that discussion about uh, the Connect Enabled TV ads. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week, but now we actually have a video, which is going to be in the show notes, of course, uh, that actually shows it working. Um. Actually, this video shows it working with Windows Phones. Uh, Windows Phone Seven, of course. Um. But did everybody here watched it. Like you watched it, Nick, right? Okay, yeah, I did. Rob, you watched it. Um, yep. We originally like the way they made it sound. It was that like these ads were gonna pop up in game, but that, from this video, it doesn't like that's the case. It looks like uh, through their TV service that they uh, you know, that they discussed very briefly during their
1: terrible E three press conference. <laughs> they
2: God was that we're not gonna let that go
1: because we're not gonna let that go until next E three. Where hopefully they get their yeah. crap together. Yeah, we're not gonna was, let that go. That was bad. That was the worst E three and or worst press conference in mm-hmm. since 2000 Activision. If
2: only they could have talked about Connect more. That's my only complaint. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made your life
1: if they maybe had replaced any mention of any other game like Gears of War or Halo with yeah. Connect, more yes, that would con- fantastic. And perhaps some more Cirque du because yeah. that would have improved things. Du <laughs> <laughs> it really would have. Maybe they had something going last year or they when they did that. Maybe they knew, you know, like how bad it would have been if it was just talking about Kinect. But, anyway.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically what they showed was uh, this, the, I guess, the TV running through the Xbox through their TV service. And an ad popped up. And uh, basically, you know, once the ad popped up, since you obviously want information on it, you know, you yelled the information. You yelled at the connect. Which actually, what, what command did he actually use? Uh, I think
1: he used uh, stuff like Xbox near me, Xbox more info, or or, or Xbox tell me yeah. more, or something along and, those lines. Like it was Xbox something yeah. and... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it should be. Xbox tell me stuff, and then you just go into Xbox, a, a dedicated mind. commercial. You know, section and that's and yeah, basically,
0: did. yeah, he, uh, <laughs> you know, in this demonstration, the info went to your phone. Like when he said Xbox near me, I guess you 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 uh, bind your phone to your Xbox or or whatever, and it sent the information to the phone. Yeah. Like it was a car ad, and he was like, oh, I want to buy a car near me, and it shows you the location of the nearest nearest dealership, uh, which was Toyota, by the way, um, and that ad is also two years old by
1: the way the one that they showed <laughs> just just to let you know i didn't even didn't even notice but see that's the thing i don't notice commercials this is why this is stupid to me but i mean it the good news like the thing i, I was like okay i'm relieved you know is that it's not going to like here we're gonna have random commercials in your games or we're gonna have you know the connect interrupt you or put something in your you know in your game to interrupt you at least it's tied to tv where it's like okay well you're used to seeing commercials it's not really going to make that much of a difference you know it's it's a weird expectation that like you know people really really want to know more about the commercials and stuff that they see like how many like really how many people really sit around and during a commercial like man i would love to know where some toyota dealerships are near me and like have the ability to like use their phone or use the internet somehow. Like Especially with a car, car.
2: man. Who's sitting there like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I should buy a Toyota right now. Let me find one. It's it's 8 o'clock at
1: night and everything, but I want to know where a dealership is right now, man. I'm going to go tomorrow. It's
2: not like, you know what? I do want pizza right now. I, I'm going to order one. It's like, no, I'm yeah. buying a $30,000 Toyota right
1: yeah. now. I, I think all this is really going to lead to is just Xbox buy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. like, since your credit card's linked with your Xbox Live anyway, just you're just getting the buy crap. Like, you can buy that pizza when it comes out. Man, I want, y- yes, pizza now. That's what they really need to do. If they're going to do anything with ads and really trying to get you to, like, be interested – it needs to be, like, the food network, except that, like, that's all the ads is just food. Because that's the only thing that, like, I'll be sitting around and, like, watch a commercial and, like, something for food will come on. it's like, crap, I want that right now. Yeah. Like, if they could just, like, Xbox buy and have that delivered to you, okay, you're on to something. But... Uh, I mean, they had the, the the voice as like a commercial, and it's like you know if you really if you wanted to watch this show, but then you you know after you see the commercial, you forget about it. You could tell the Xbox to schedule it for you, so it'll remind you to go watch that show. It's like that's kind of stupid to me because if I wanted to watch a show, I wouldn't forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like people don't like watch HBO and see a preview for True Blood and then forget a day later that you know True Blood's coming on because if you're interested, you'll stay interested. Actually... Obviously, if you saw the commercial. I don't know. Actually, to me,
0: uh, me, it happens to me sometimes only because TiVo has gotten me lazy. That's the thing. Like, TiVo has gotten me lazy. Like, it used to be, like, when I first got TiVo, I was like, oh, okay, I'll check that show out and I'll just, um, you know, I I, I put into the TiVo to record. Like, I'll go to the TiVo website, search for it, and record it. And, you know. Now it's like I'll see something. I'm like, oh, okay, and then I just totally forget about it. And I'm like, you know, four episodes in, I'm like, oh yeah, I did want to watch that show. <laughs> 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 but I, bl- I, I totally blame yeah. it on TiVo because, like, you know, they made it so easy. Actually, I need to put the TiVo app on my phone so if, like, I actually do see a conversion for something, there you like, go. oh yeah,
2: there we go. I am so sick of companies making things easy, man. That is, I so know, old. man. I'm-
1: <laughs> <Just complaining>, like <laughs> why did it they gets- make this so
2: easy and convenient for me what's jerks
1: because <laughs> it gets too easy and you're like man yeah. i can't, yeah, I can't for that. That. like i, I don't
0: even remember the ne- the last time i memorized the phone number
1: oh well that's yeah So awesome. <laughs> yeah, that? i does think that? i i know like my fiance's and my grandmothers like that's the only Please. phone numbers i know off the top of I'm- my head And one is because I used it for years, and the other is just because, well, I know know my
0: cell phone number, and I know my office number. So if I'm in trouble, I'm either calling my job, or I'm calling myself.
2: (laughs) Help me, Jared. Okay, Jared, where are you? What's the situation? Don't you know this yeah, already?
1: That's true. I know my own number. I, I I can't even tell you the number of people that I know that don't know their own number. They have to look in their phone to find out what their own number is. All that's, right, that's bad. It's an effective You know that, that's, that's
2: too much. I, I probably only know like four or five, maybe maybe phone numbers by heart. But that's really <laughs> bad if you don't know your own phone number.
1: That's pretty good if you know four or five by heart. Because I mean, I really know like those three numbers. <laughs> like I well, you know for- what.
2: I used to be on family plan with my mother and my sister, so our our the only thing that was different is the last digit. So no, there's okay. two that I know right there, and that just hasn't okay. changed. But no. enough about phone Yeah. <laughs> so I was to think technology makes yeah. us lazy, basically. Yeah.
1: And I just, but I just don't see really taking advantage of you know, like it's almost better if you don't have a connect while you're using the TV service because then you don't have to worry about it. Kind of, you, you may get the commercials still, but you don't have to like. You know, worry about the Xbox trying to get you to trick you into, (laughs) you know, looking at other stuff or, you know, getting you deeper in the rabbit hole. I don't know. It just seems kind of silly to me. But they really are operating on the assumption that, like, man, people want to know more about commercials. So they got it. You know what? Whatever. If they
2: want to throw that. Yeah, exactly. As long as it's not going to interrupt you if they want to throw that functionality in there for anyone who does want to take advantage of it on occasion. So, Yeah. yeah, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's true um we'll see what the final implementation is like
1: no that would stink if they you know show this and then they do turn around and like yeah. but you know in mass effect when you're flying that ship you know you might get thirsty during so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <a> loading <laughs> you know. screen
2: i'm trying to shepherd than toyota is my favorite dealership yeah. on the yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. hey wait a second <laughs>
1: It doesn't sound right. And then stop giving them ideas. We need to stop giving people ideas. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna move on. <laughs> that's terrible. Don't <laughs> let's let talk about at. something that's actually interesting.
0: Um, at least to two out of three Same. people here. <laughs> Are we <Yeah>. looking <laughs> Um We're talking about Ace Combat Assault Horizon. There was a ten minute uh preview which was the it was actually the tutorial stage for Ace Combat Assault Horizon which the tutorial stage for that game beats the breaks
1: off of Hawks 2 right off the bat just like the entire I mean like that 10 minute tutorial beats all of Hawks 2 if you're not Yeah back. <laughs> <Like> it's <laughs> Yeah it's I mean
0: as I'm no, watching no. it I'm like oh my god like in honor of this 10 minute preview we should burn all copies of Hawks 2 worldwide
1: he actually said that to me on Twitter, actually, because you know we both lost our minds and we we're gonna lose it again on the podcast. So if you know you don't care about Ace Combat, you might want to walk there, away for ten there. minutes. But um, yeah, we uh, we had like a back and forth of like just oh, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I think Rob's comment to me was, oh "I am excited." Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, all capital letters, probably some exclamation points. Yes, I. I was excited. The entire 10 minutes. I uh, they it, Not even just because, like, man, great, another Ace Combat game, because I've, I've wanted one of those, because the last one was Xbox only, which is not a bad thing. It's just that I just don't play my Xbox that much, and that was still a few years ago. And prior to that was, what, some PSP versions. So And, and then PS2 before that. So I'm excited to see something come out multi-platform and look as awesome as it does, and also introduce... You know, new stuff. Like it's not just, hey, we got another race combat. Like they're 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 throwing down the gauntlet at you know the non-existent you know flight action game <laughs> genre. <laughs> like they they are the flight action game genre because Hawks obviously kind of tossed in the towel, but they're throwing down the gauntlet at anybody that wants to wants some, I guess, because they've got a lot of new cool stuff happening. I mean take that Before- realistic <laughs> star fox yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. like yo you want to try you want to come like come on come at me bro. like that's <laughs> that's that's what yeah uh, all horizon's doing but i mean they have like a new dogfight camera and uh, like i mean like that was maybe one of the ma- most major issues is like really trying to keep track and you know, with the camera and stuff like that, you always had to go into the in the cockpit view for you know fighting and stuff like that. Even though that wasn't always like the coolest way to look at the game, um, but now they have a dogfight cam that goes like right over you know like the, the the machine gun like right next to the right next to the cockpit on the wing, so you get like a a nice view of of the plane in front of you, so you can try and keep track of it. Like, it was a lot of shifting camera views, and, I mean, like, you know, you fire rockets from underneath, your missiles from underneath, and it goes underneath the plane to show the, you know, like, the and it it's cinematic, but it doesn't get in the way. Like, I thought that was really awesome. Like, you're still in full control the entire time, um, and it's just as friggin' action-packed and awesome as it ever was. I mean, you're dogfighting through, you know, through cities now, like, you're blowing up a plane that's crashing into a building and pieces are flying off and you blow up a plane and like the, you're having to go through the wreckage. Like it's it's out of control. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean I don't even have to
0: say anything else. He just told you everything <laughs> that was and and one fell
1: swoop. I was, I, was ex- uh, I was excited about that. Yeah. that was good. I, that's why I, was, I, I know Nick kind of took issue with them having it be the tutorial level for the 10-minute the preview, but I yeah. thought it was kind of a thing that they showed that because, I, I mean, honestly, like if I had just seen it like in play and in any other stage, I would have never known that that was really supposed to be like the, that was actually like a function of the game now when the camera was shifting the different views to when you're fighting. I would have really thought that that was just switching the camera. Like it was in the older games because you had a lot of different views in the old games, but like this was more like it was a smooth transitions between them. It wasn't just I'm picking a new, picking a new you know spot yeah, to look through. It
0: totally looked like it was like a like like a, like a pre-rendered cutscene, especially in the beginning. Especially in the beginning when like he flies to the city and the the missile blows up that building. You know, yeah. Uh, like, oh dude. wait, wait, wait! He's, <laughs> they're they're playing the game. This is gameplay. <laughs> like, oh my god.
1: Yeah, like all this is gameplay. Like it, it, and it looks. And I didn't even really get that. It looks really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> like it. This looks really yeah. good. Like one
0: the, actually they, those screenshots because I put those screenshots up after E3, and I'm like, what is all this black stuff on the screen like, on this screenshot? And like, apparently, it's like the oil from the plane that you just blew up.
1: yeah it gets on the outside of your camera when you're flying through like i said you fly through the wreckage and stuff like it's not just you know okay it blew up yay because you know it's not like planes blow up (laughs) or anything so like you're actually having to like fly around wreckage and like the stuff hits your screen like not in a way that gets in the way of what you're really doing but it like hits the edges and stuff and clears off so it's like it's got some really cool effects going on i mean at one point the your player gets shot down by another like enemy ace and you're you have to eject and like you're watching the fight like while you're in the parachute and like you're getting blown or ripped whooped around and stuff and it's like i never even would have thought like really had that idea to like do that or you know that somebody would do that because i mean like when you think about it how extremely dangerous would that be to be in a parachute while you're having people dogfighting through a city like fighter jets? Like it's not just like oh, you know, you crash somewhere and you're ejecting. Like you're still in the like everybody else is still in the middle of a fight. Like it's yeah, it's all it's, supervised. It's, it'll be fine.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's 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 looking to be really awesome. I, I I actually really can't wait for it. Which yeah, I expect. Which I don't less. think. You guys are excited? Yeah. I couldn't tell. Uh, we are excited. Oh, yeah, I, I, I sure couldn't you guys the, were like in this I Excitement. That's what I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: a... Uh... I guess it takes a love of this genre. I don't know. Yeah. What's that? I said I guess it takes a love of that genre. Because, I mean, not everybody plays Ace Combat Games, which is really, like I said, the only game that's in that sphere before the came out. So, not everybody is... Yeah. Uh, i never played Ace
2: Combat, so <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm just. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I, I didn't think. I thought it looked like. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But um, but the tutorial thing, I was like, when that was coming up, I was like, oh, really? But I get. What yeah. You're, I get what you're saying. See, that, that was a good. way to Stuff.
1: Show. Yeah. I I understand what you were. Yeah. What your your gripes was. I'm like, yeah. Seeing all the buttons and stuff like that, that's not really like super engaging. Like you want to see action, action, action. But I mean, right. if that. Like to me, the only, like I, I, I gave it a pass because I mean, it's like one because of the, you know, seeing the new functions, but also because I mean, if that's the tutorial level, the rest of I, the game I, is like, <laughs> I'm not even going to wear socks
0: because I'm going to get blown off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said my brain was going to be hanging out on the wall behind me because that's how much my mind was going to be blown while I was playing this yeah. game. That
0: was like yeah. the tutorial level was, so.
1: it was awesome. Yeah, you know, it's, they they did a
0: if they're if they're if they what they were trying to do was build some excitement. They have done it at
1: least in myself and Rob. <laughs> so good job, yeah. guys! You got to. I'll go out and do you know pull a fifty cent and buy ten thousand copies of the game and leave them in my house or something. Give them to the people. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <They asked laughs> what the fake money that mash
0: those buttons pays him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, but uh. I have to see. Uh, I have to look to see when that game is expected. Cause I don't think it's this year. Is yeah. it? Yeah, uh, that's.
1: I don't
2: think it is either. Yeah. So now true, we gotta though. gotta
0: wait for the new hotness. And I and the really, I mean, no no Hawks three in the meantime, please. We're okay. We're we're okay. <laughs> oh, you Fine. know
2: what? You know what though? It is actually scheduled for October eleventh. Oh, you of this know year. whose
0: birthday that is?
2: Awesome. Um I'm pretty sure I'm going to find uh, out. Well, it's mine. <laughs> I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone's birthday when Ace Combat. <laughs> so boom,
0: there it is. Ace Combat. On my birthday That's why they that's why they're releasing it on October eleventh, yeah. Have like, hey Jared's gonna want this game. Him, Let's get out on his birthday and uh send him a cake too. So yeah, there we go. It's complicated. Kind of yeah, yeah, as long as it blows up the way the plane's doing the game, I'm cool. <laughs> <What> <laughs> yeah, but, oh, this game. is great.
1: This, tape, this game is terrible, but oh my God, it's <laughs> awesome. What an experience. Yeah, yeah,
0: so. Uh, but uh, yeah, enough of that. We're going to go ahead and calm down here a little bit. Um,
1: yeah, we'll take on some somber news, even though it's still good news, but more yeah, news. I'll try to. Yeah, <laughs> simmer down, Nick. <laughs>
0: so um, I'm pretty. Sure it's been big news this week, but the Supreme Court uh, overturned a ruling from uh, well, that the California court had, which was banning violent video games. Uh, well, not banning violent video games, sorry, but banning the sale of violent video games to minors. Um, which is right. something.
1: Huge victory for video game yeah. industry. Really. Yeah,
0: well, that in terms of what it means for video game industry, um, yes, huge victory because now video games are seen as a form of speech, which is awesome. That's that's
1: because they are. They're just like movies yeah. and books and music and every freaking thing else that's gotten persecuted for causing behavior in the people. You know, before it, I mean don't get it wrong, it's not saying like, oh, it's perfectly okay to sell M-rated games to kids. It's just saying that like, the Supreme Court literally was saying that it's not the government's place. Which I think is, is how it should be. It shouldn't be the government's place to say, you know, they can't play those games. Leave it to parents, no. leave it to, you know, like you let other bodies govern themselves, like the Motion Picture Association and, and things of that nature. Why can't games do it? Just because they're a new kid on the block doesn't mean, you know, that right. they should be any different, treated any But it's,
2: it's so great to finally have that because we all felt that way before as gamers. So it, most gamers did. And uh, now to finally have it, like this is official. The Supreme Court has said, without question, video games are protected under the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. Um you already had a, a bill that was a similar bill that was trying to get pushed through in Utah to, that they're pretty much giving up on. And that's pretty much the thing. Once the Supreme Court rules on something, it is pretty much impossible to get a ruling in a, in a similar case to the opposite. It just right. it doesn't it sets, happen.
1: I That's that's the precedent for, you know, other other cases exactly. that come after it. So, I mean, anybody anywhere else like they may try and still try and regulate video game sales and i'm not saying that there shouldn't be any regulation you know i don't think that anybody's saying that like it's cool if a, a five-year-old picks up grand theft auto like i hate that i i hate parents that do that personally but i'm not their i'm not their parent so you know but it, that's uh eh, you know it's just it's one of those things that's it it very much is up to personal it, it would what you know that it, it covers it's it's a personal choice you know if you want your kid to you know, have that, if you want them to play Mortal Kombat, you know, that's a personal choice of, as a parent, you know, like, do you think your one 16-year-old may be, you know, mature enough, another one may not, but that's up to the parent, and, you know, figure that out. <laughs> so not, not you know, Uncle, Son, uh, Uncle Sam to walk in your door, kick down your door, and pull your PS3 out and throw it out the window, like, you can't <laughs> have that, that's silly, so... No.
2: yeah it's just uh, there's so much misunderstanding uh, out there among non-gamers still it is a lot of what the problem is people that don't play games just think one of two things i i think a lot either like they just remember you know 30 years ago okay pong and pac-man that's video games to them still or they just see like um like john stewart addressed this and showed mortal kombat just like, oh, let's show the like most violent game there is out there and just assume that every single game is like this. When well, obviously that's not true, but still developers should be free to make, make games like that if they want to. And again, this bill wouldn't have prevented them from, but the fact that it would have allowed the government to restrict who could purchase it, maybe developers and publishers think twice about what they're putting into their games. You never know. That might not have happened, but you never know. But now we don't have to find out. Yeah, there needs
1: to be great. a creative freedom because the cre- like I said it's like any other medium and and I said this before when we were talking in the pre-show. I mean, before games it was movies, before movies or I'm sorry, really it was music, before music it was movies, before music it, or before movies it was, you know, it was books. You know, everywhere down the line, you know, there's always, you know, associations, government, you know, people who are, think that they have, like, the moral high ground point at certain things and say, like, well, that's causing the problem. You know, that's the issue. You know, it's not the fact that maybe there's bad parenting or, you right. know, maybe some people are just screwed up and they just happen to do the, you know, see these things, read these things, play these things. It's, you know, the idea that this causes the problem. Not that there could be any other, you know, any other influencing factor. That it's, an easy it's to easier code. to point exactly. It's easier to point at something and say like this is the problem rather than trying to address what the problem might really be. Which a lot of times, from all the stuff I see personally, it's parenting.
2: <laughs> but you know, yeah. Well, they don't pay attention to the ESRB ratings and stuff. Like I said, they they just if they don't play games, they just don't really understand what games are and the type of content that is in games today and like you really have to watch out for that and the, the ESRB is pretty damn clear on what is in the game and you know rob you and i have both worked at gamestop and have explained to parents on numerous occasions like yeah you know extreme violence drinking use of drugs nudity blah 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 all this old stuff i'm like you know whatever it's a video game you know let my eight-year-old get it so we get the heck out of here and at the
1: same time it's like are they necessarily wrong like as much as i don't necessarily agree with that like are they wrong really not necessarily because exactly that's and that's the whole point you know i may feel differently about it than the other guy that walks in what i don't like is when parents walk in and they don't listen to you when you say that i if somebody listens to you and says that okay my kid understands the difference between a game and reality cool yeah, have have a ball you know yeah but when you have you know somebody some kid sneak you know have like their friend's mom who's cooler than his mom you know sneak in to try and like <laughs> buy him a game and it's like you his parent that's like well you know and it's like that no <laughs> you know like obviously yeah. you're trying to get one over but I mean it's like anything else parents have to educate themselves about what their kids are doing you know you you don't not I don't know you don't not paying any attention to a TV show like you don't let your kid watch porn because you just you know like oh, it's just porn you know although we're exceptionally uptight about you know sexuality which I guess is part yeah, of it, too
2: a big problem <laughs> this country for whatever reason nudity but, um, is like not cool but not to say that you know, to watching porn chops yeah. head off yeah no problem
1: but you know <laughs> exactly that's a bigger problem than like you know or, yeah. in fact. One of the justices that dissented i mean the 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 decision was seven to two, so it wasn't like a lot of Supreme Court cases in the past for freaking ever where it's been like a five to four decision like it was very much in favor of yeah just, they you know, just got being shot protected down. right like it, it it was that's as close as you're probably going to get to a united decision honestly um but one of the dissenting judges and like you know everybody makes good points, but it, you know at some at a certain extent there still is that, there has to be that, well, whose place is it to say that this is right or wrong, though? Uh, To me, you know, and a lot of other people, a lot of other gamers, a lot of other parents, you know, gaming grew up, like, a lot of the people that are gaming, they are the parents now, you know, like, amongst other things. But um, one of the dissenting judges who did make a good point said that, you know, it's it's one thing to... uh, it, you you can forbid you can forbid somebody to sell a thirteen year old boy a magazine with an image of a nude woman, but if you put that into a video game, if you put that woman into a video game and full like you know fully clothed, you know it's okay if you bound her, gag her, and torture her to death. Which, technically, when you get down to it, and I mean even like the Daily Show made the point with Mortal Kombat was you know that's kind of the truth. Like we we have a very like kind of almost warped mindset when it comes to you know here's a game that you know something has violence in it but even even strike the fact of it's games or not just anything in general yeah if something has violence media. in it yeah if something has violence in it that is more okay to us than like here's a here's a nude figure here's a nude person you know even though that you know, in in certain ways, is more natural. We're not talking like crazy pornos or anything or two girl one cup, <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're just talking like here's nudity versus violence, and we're perfectly okay with violence. Where you know, on the other hand, so on the one hand, like I understand what the, the dissenting is saying, but I just don't think it's up to the government to decide that that's okay because then, you know, it's it's always a slippery slope. Every everybody cries censorship really easily. But it is a slippery slope into censorship because then, OK, well, if you can restrict violent video game sales to kids, what constitutes violence? If that was you know, one of the big problems, one thing. Yeah,
2: that was one of the big problems with the bill. It was very ambiguous. And right away, for anyone who did not follow this case from early on, like right away. The judges were saying like well you know what do you what is the measuring stick here like this this just kind of sounds like you know a lot of guesswork is going into who says this game is okay with the violence and this one is too violent but you know ultimately i really just hope that the biggest thing we take away from this is like 20 30 years from now when we're all older and in charge of the country our generation and the next generation has some new form of media that we don't understand that we don't immediately jump all over them and blame all the problems on that and try to censor the crap out of it. That's yeah, what but, I really hope, because, like yeah. you said, Rob, this has happened again and again throughout history with every new form of media it has been a controversy the young young generation loves it and you know very liberal about it wants people to do whatever they can, and the older, more conservative generation is like we don't understand this let's censor the hell out of it
1: yeah the argument is always like it wasn't like that when I was a kid but it's like right. at the same time we like up well, two ways. You, right it's like yeah you didn't have <laughs> video games but you definitely had you know Friday the 13th and Slasher fix and you know things of that nature and that was that was your generations but like in and the, the generation prior to you didn't see you know saw that as being a problem too and it's like you know you have to take in the whole picture basically you know like but ultimately it really is the responsibility of a parent because I mean I know that it's you know you can forbid selling a 13-year-old magazine that has nudity in it to a kid or whatever but I mean how is that government regulated? Like, I mean, I just don't, I'm honestly like that. I'm not even sure about like, but I'm thinking about the other associations like motion picture and, you know, music industry. And it's like, it's all self-regulated. So yeah, you know, like why should games be any different? That's all I really take out of it. It
2: It should be regulated, just not by the government. And the ESRB does a fine job. I'm not saying that the system is absolutely 100% perfect and I'm sure they'll continue to make adjustments as time goes by. And narrow in on it, and get even more, get even better at keeping things the out of the hands of young kids who parent whose parents, like you said, believe they shouldn't be playing it. And if they think they should, well, that's that's their decision. You know, that's just not your call to make.
0: All right, we're gonna move from that topic, and we're gonna actually gonna head into our final topic. And this is a uh, well, I can't say it comes as a real surprise because we've heard of uh, development studios having uh harsh policies and long hours and uh, always uh, in crunch time. But uh, Team Bondi, uh, several members or former members of Team Bondi, and those are the guys who did L.A. Noir, for those who don't know, and if you don't know, you really shouldn't be listening to this podcast. But um, (laughs) uh, several members of Team Bondi have uh, spoken out or complained about the working conditions at Team Bondi um, you know, during the development cycle of L.A. New War. Um, for those who didn't know, L.A. New War was in development for seven years.
1: Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't all listened to Rockstar's Umbrella either. Uh, originally, it was yeah, under Sony. Yeah, so,
0: you know, seven years, two publishers later. Um, and uh, lots of horror stories coming out from Team Bondi. Now, the thing is, you know, before we start, this all, everything sounds bad, but we really don't know how normal it is in the industry because a lot of people are afraid to talk out about it.
1: Like, right. I mean, they, they think that they've got, you know, kind of in, they're in the industry they're doing what they wanted to do. And even though the conditions are kind of crappy, it's really kind of hard to, you know, be the whistleblower without not, without getting any form of, you know, kind of blowback from it. Even if, you know, maybe you, your studio doesn't. But what if you eventually leave that studio and go somewhere else? You're known as that guy who's yeah, complaining. The so yeah, a lot of people don't talk. You know, you don't is, want word
2: to go around like that because yeah. obviously industry people do talk to each other, like in yeah, any other industry. People
1: end up all over the place, so you don't you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the one who jeopardizes your position or jeopardizes getting something better that you don't have to deal with the crap you know, by talking about the crap yeah, I guess. Pretty much. So, but yeah, right. so um Team Bondi, was the
0: members for the ex members from Team Bondi, talked about
1: Yeah, the the Bondi eleven they're being
0: called, kinda like Oceans yeah. Eleven, I guess. <laughs> or, you know, the Oceanic Six, the Survivors, you know. But um
2: A little oh, less yeah. cachet, But yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: Um Basically, what they were talking about was several things uh, from unpaid overtime. Like these guys, they were they were pumping eighty to a hundred hours a week, and uh, you know, unpaid overtime. They well, I should say they weren't getting paid overtime, even though I, I guess the in the article, uh, which will be in the show notes, of course, it mentions that their contract stated that they would get all overtime paid at three months after the game was released. After the project, but the yeah. problem with that is. Another issue with Team Bondi was how the how uh, high, high turnover rates, how quickly people were in and out of that place. So that was another issue. And,
2: and just to clear that up, you had to still be a member of the team yeah, after those three months. Like if you contract, left right. or were fired, <laughs> it's not like, okay, it's been three months. Where's my check? Well, it's not coming. Which right. Is, Pretty and another up. thing
1: that they I mean it had a, it had a host of issues. I mean there was there was overtime. I mean at the the worst that was reported from one of the the 11 team members and other people that they had talked to other former members was that uh he was working 110 hours a week.
2: Which we routinely do here at Masoso's bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <And> like, <laughs> 60 to 110 hours. I mean like 60 it's like you know depending on your position what you're doing, you know that's one thing, but I mean consider the fact that like it doesn't matter if you were working sixty hours a week or if you were working one hundred and ten hours a week, you weren't getting paid overtime. Like you were getting paid for none of that extra. That is like the pro. You know, it's one thing when you're when you're getting worked. You know, kind of overworked, but at least they're getting paid for it. But this is something you know altogether different.
2: When yeah, that is just insanity. You're that
1: and you're not getting, you're not even getting paid for it. Um, you know, working conditions like Jared said, the high turnover rate. Um. The idea of, I mean, for one thing, the contract. You know, you got your overtime three months after the project was done. The fact that the project timeline kept extending. I mean, it took seven years to develop. One developer, one uh, one person who worked there said that you know it was twelve. You know, it was twelve months out when it was expected to be done. When I got there, and when he left. Like a, like a year or two later, yeah, two it, years still later, twelve months out was the project, <laughs> and he said that he didn't know if that was just like you know if that was just the, the heads being you know dishonest about what you know what the actual timeline was, or if they were just naive and thought that they really did think that that was going to be the timeline until they ran into more issues. Um, they basically, I mean, they were they stated they were in a state always, in a state of perpetual crunch time, like, you know, from basically the get-go. Like, they were put under the impression that they were walking into one job from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, they're going to do things different, you know, it's going to be a new experience for game development and all that kind of stuff. And then they get there, and it's like, okay, well, if you're not staying till at least 8 o'clock each night, then you're getting the evil eye when you walk out the door and it was like an oppressive atmosphere. Um, the, you know, the, the, the team lead, uh, Brendan McNamara was basically, uh, apparently a tyrant.
2: (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, um, in his defense, it, uh, according to him, he was putting in just as many hours, which, you know, okay. But it's really not right at all if you're going to deceive people into thinking, like, you're going to work 9 to 5 like any other job pretty much. You know, hey, maybe once in a while you need to put in a couple extra hours. Any job, you know, you're going to have that issue. Okay, whatever. It's, um, it's different.
0: And Good doing, like, yeah, doing like the, a, a hundred hours of management, than yeah. a hundred hours of just sitting there and
1: coding a game. <laughs> that was the other thing that I was thinking about too. Is like, yeah, he's saying well, he's putting in those too. hours, but if you're walking around the office and pointing at people and making, you know, telling them to do stuff, <laughs> well, that's I'm sure he than did. Being the guy stick. pro sitting there programming for you know yeah, that exactly. many hours a day, you know, that that's is
2: true. That is true, but I mean, uh, the real point is you. You can't tell people they're going to be working normal hours and then having them working 70, 80, 90, 100. Some guys said sometimes 110 hours a and week. And then don't pay them for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? Now, if you said going in, hey, you're going to work 100 hours a week on a pretty consistent basis here, and we're not going to pay you overtime. Is that something you're interested in? And they said, yeah, I'll do whatever it takes. That's breaking the the industry. It's like, well, yeah. okay. You got yourself into this. You knew going in. But to tell people the complete opposite, it's just, that's terrible. You can't do that to people. I mean, well, apparently you can because they did. And-
1: right. And they just basically just went through. They, I mean, the, the the issues were like they were just so numerous. I mean, for one thing, development of the game itself never wasn't running up to expectations, which is why Sony ended up, well, they ended back out of it, but they ended up, say cutting them loose because they they weren't meeting any you know deadlines or meeting any of the goals for the project um nothing really solid was coming together a lot of complaints from people who started early on with bondi were that there was no direction you know from any of the any of the heads uh or the leads on the teams or or mcnamara himself um that basically it was just kind of a vague idea and it's just like i'll oh, just work on some high like work on some high level stuff And then like Sony would walk through the door to come and see how the game was doing. And it's like, they didn't even have a direction that they were working on. (laughs) So things didn't go very well from the get go. And then of course that kind of, I guess started the, the, the long hours and everything else. And the, the, you know, the corpse grinder, I think is what yeah. they called it. Um, yeah. They so were just a throwing people I in. Corpse grinder. And, yeah. And they were just throwing new people into it. Um, they were, you know, making up new positions so that they can pay people less and work them longer. Um, not like they had a uh, junior, uh, junior members. And then they made like an inaugural member like mm-hmm. position so that they could pay them even
2: less and work them just as hard. Graduate junior was the term I believe they used. Yeah.
1: Graduate junior. Um, you know, it's it, like there's a lot of stuff that was wrong you Had staff turnover. McNamara himself was an issue instead of talking to team leads who were there to, you know, discuss, I guess, things going on within the team and, you know, kind of figure out what hap- what's happening with the game. McNamara would just walk over to somebody's desk and, you know, go right to them with the issue, which I guess isn't technically a problem, but apparently he was also very abrasive and uh abusive in some cases where he was walking over to people and screaming at them in the middle of the office.
2: Right. And you know what, if you're the boss, it's your prerogative to go out to people and say, Hey, what, what are you doing here? This isn't right. There's a problem when you discuss this and correct it. But when you are working people like insane hours and then you're coming over and like reaming them out all the time in front of everybody else. And these people had to be overtired as anything. And like, just in a state of like, Almost like out of it, like, you know, probably had trouble defending themselves for like half asleep, staring at pages and pages of code all all the freaking time. And now this guy's coming up and screaming at you. and that, yeah. that That's terrible.
1: And it basically led to all the issues that, you know, you would expect, basically. I mean, not only, you know, because of how, you know, because of not a lack of direction and developing not going as, you know, how it went. It increased hours, you know, increased hours equal turnover because people, you know, uh, people were saying that they literally had to give away their weekends the entire time that they worked there. They they worked seven days a week. For seven years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, nobody, <laughs> Not nobody does, lasted yeah. that long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... You know, I mean, one guy said he was sitting at a table one day for a meeting and he realized looking around at everybody else at the table that he had been there the longest and he had barely been there 12 months at one point, um, one of the programmers. So there was definitely, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, you see it in a lot of companies where they just get people to fill the seats, I guess, but not something you typically see in game development. Typically, you want like the most talented people to stay there and work with you. You know, those you people may get kind of over. Yeah, I mean,
2: this, this isn't some like social game they're making here. You know, obviously this was designed as a multi-multi-million-dollar project, even from the beginning when the scope was smaller. There was obviously still had very lofty goals for it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and and the funny thing is, apparently the game didn't even turn out. I guess the the format that they really, you know, initially started on. It was supposed to be more of an action-oriented uh, sort of adventure kind of. Um, uh, McNamara, I guess, worked on uh, The Getaway previously, which is why Sony took them on to work on the new project. And, you know, I, I mean, if anybody's played L.A. Noir, you know that it really didn't turn into that. It was more of a police procedural. I mean, it was more getting the clues, interviewing, you know, witnesses and all that sort of stuff, gathering evidence. It wasn't, you know you know, really beating the pavement type of thing where you're doing a lot of action-oriented cop work or anything. Um, so, I mean, the game didn't even turn out the same way that it was supposed to initially when it started. Um, they had brought in, like, a third-party company to, like, I guess that works with, like, airing grievances and trying to fix morale issues in the workplace because once they started the high, you know, high turnover and things, it created issues where people were getting other people's work dumped onto them and they were already working longer hours. One guy said at one point he ended up with four other people's work because because those other people quit or were fired. And then when he finally got sick of it and left that, the the, the work that he was doing, of four people got put on somebody else. Plus uh, the
2: work he was doing. So now you got the work of five it, it, people going it, it, to somebody.
1: Five. Um, the guy said, uh, one day uh somebody from Sony came in and they were checking out the uh they were checking out the you know things that were going on in the game and they came to his desk like to, uh, to look at something he was working on and like noticed that he was working on four other like working at four projects at the same time and they were like man that's crap that's a, that's something and he's like yeah, yeah. like <laughs> yeah tell me about it <laughs> something yeah. yeah something about it or leave me alone basically so yeah i mean and it's in it, a uh,
2: It got so bad that then they brought in, like, this um, third-party company who does, like, team-building exercises at at various companies. And they were apparently only there for, like, two days before they decided, you know, know, we've had enough of this crap. Let's get back to work here. Uh, But the ruling that they decided – the ruling, not really ruling, but the recommendation, I guess – was that uh, McNamara should basically be isolated from the entire restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is that? Like, what tells you something? It's yeah, a problem. Yeah. Obviously, this is not just a few like disgruntled people. Like, oh, they fired me. I'm going to show those bastards. Yeah, you know? clearly there's there's a major issue, and yeah, then that's the, the problem thing. didn't even get fixed.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing that, that bears mentioning throughout this, talking about this whole issue is that it may be 11 people who stepped forward with the issue, but since then they've talked to like in the neighborhood of like 30 or more people about the conditions of working at Bondi, and the stories are like all the same. They're yeah, so this all the same theory. down the board. I mean, and the interesting thing is that one of the articles, um, the uh, IGN, they, they talked to McNamara. Um, about some of these issues and it, it's strange i mean you'll you'll see the article after the show notes but if you read his comments about the issues they ask him about he never really denies anything except for the fact that you know he was a tyrant like that was the only thing he really kind of like really denied being um you know he uses he kind of tries to spin everything he he you know they they ask him about you know him yelling at people and going directly to people's desks and never talking to team leads and you know they're not being any kind of a buffer um and he uses like the word passionate instead of yeah. you know uh yeah. instead of you know the the other choice words that have been used about him by the you know the people that work there
2: yeah and to me guys the thing kind of is when, when they talk to him Everything that McNamara said – not everything, but most of what he said just really kind of confirmed all these allegations. Like he pretty much said repeatedly – I mean he did say repeatedly, you know, these are the things that you have to do to compete with the best talent in the world. Everybody – basically insinuating anyway – everybody else is working this hard. We need to be working like 100 hours a week too um, and said, you know, hey, if, if I want to tell people the way it is uh, out on the floor or whatever, I'm the boss. That's what is in my job description. I'm in charge here. If I want to get mad at people, I can do that. He did kind of play down a little bit, saying that he wasn't as abrasive as they are making him sound, we, which, you know, we weren't there, so we can't say it for certain. But again, yeah. like I you mean, got, so yeah, many yeah, know, This is not just 11 people. This is everyone is saying the same thing. And also we should bring up, if anybody missed it a little while back, it came out that about a hundred members of the development staff were not even put in the credits of the game at all. Oh yeah, um, just because they were no these were people that were either fired or quit or or maybe were just there for temp whatever for whatever reason they weren't there at the conclusion of the project. So they just didn't put their names in the credits at all, and that's pretty messed up yeah so I mean I, I'm
1: sure there's circumstances where you know people don't get put in the credits if you know you get fired for you know some kind of some kind of madness but I mean for people who who did substantial work on the game, worked there for a couple of years and then left because of you know just the conditions for you for you to do that much work and not even not even get credited is kind of. It's almost like, you know, you, you put, you know, I worked at Team Bondi on this game on a resume and go to a different studio, and they're like, well, you didn't, because they say you didn't work on the game. You know, <laughs> that's, that's almost what it's like. It's it's kind of like, you know, not only did they work you half to death, but, like, you don't even get credit for getting worked half yeah, to death at yeah, the end of the day. But-
2: you know what? Here's the question that I have coming out of all this, though. We think we're all agreeing that this is wrong, how these people were treated. But as gamers, are we willing to, A, pay more for games that, you know, hey, we spent seven years on this and a lot of time. We had to pay all this overtime um, and we had to bring in a night staff so people would not have to work 100 hours a week. Like, are you willing to pay more money so that employees can be treated fairly? Yeah, and we you probably, know what? Yes, but it, it look at it from – the general populace is everyone going to say yes
1: but you know what i'm not even going to say yes i'm going to say no i'm going to say i'm not willing to do that because the issue isn't i I really don't think the issue is that it's on the consumer's back that you know that that we should pay more for for those issues i mean the i think that the problem is that somewhere somebody along the line is making millions of dollars Uh, somebody you know like the studio i mean like you know somebody's collecting on this And I mean, certainly, you know, the publisher has a certain deal, and they're going to get they're going to get a certain cut of things. They put money into the project; they're going to get money back out of it. But I mean, this isn't—it's not something that's like up to like a community. It's not a community pot to like pay these people out of. They—they're still employees; they're working for a business. The business should be able to pay them. If that—if for some reason the the business can't, you know, can't support the people that they have working for them under the hours and all they can, you know, all the things they want them to do, then don't hire that many people. Don't work on such a big project. If you can't handle it, you know, basically just don't do it. Um, That's not, that's not on us. That's not, well, that was going to be the, the second games. part of
2: my question. Then, right. then, are we willing to just say, you know what? If it takes that much to make a game this good, then don't Still make it. <laughs> because personally, personally, I loved the game. I thought the game was fantastic. Unlike a lot of other games that have been development for this long, usually they come out being mediocre at best. They come out being too human. Complete That's crap. What they at. come out as yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, um, which was. I didn't think it was a terrible game like a lot of people did, but it was nowhere near up to what anyone was expecting of Two Human. That's for certain. Um, L.A. Noir, I for me, it's the best game I've played so far this year. So, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say, like, I, I wish they just would have not bothered making this game if it went through all this. But at the same time, I, I it's horrible that these people were treated this way. I but hate that's the thing that.
0: I like we mentioned earlier when we first started this topic. We don't know how it, how, how common this um, is, but the thing is, like, people talk a good game, and people are like, oh, this is bad, and blah, 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 but if it came down to it, and you knew about all this before you went to go buy the game, not necessarily you, Nick, or you, Rob, but people in general, it's yeah, like, oh, man, that right. sucks, yeah. so let me not let it go to waste, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, it's already here, and on top, all like, right. with, dude, the question you asked earlier, like, would people pay extra for it? They're already paying extra for it. They're getting money with that DLC. Like, you really think that DLC yeah. was made after the game? No. All that DLC no, no, was made during the game, and now they're just chopping, chopping up, up the games, games and... and pushing it out. That's what's happening. So, you, we are already getting paid extra, and the conditions aren't, you know, they aren't the same. What needs to happen, like, there's nothing that the consumers are going to be able to do.
1: Right. It's not, it's not about the, us. Consumers
0: not going to be.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I was just playing devil's yeah, yeah, advocate. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, that's fine. I know you're not, person, you're not the a bad person, Nick. You're not a bad person. I know you're not saying like, well it's <laughs> well, all right. I am a bad
1: person. A hundred dollars for that even. game. But um
0: too. it's not the it's not the <laughs> consumers that need to that need to fix this. The publishers aren't gonna fix this because the publishers are you know, they want, to, they want to put in the least amount of money they can and get the most return. That's with any business. What needs to happen yeah. is the developers need to stand up for themselves and, it may, I don't know, see, the reasons like this are why unions are formed. This, I would just and I said, you think developers should, should unionize? Three, things
1: thing. like this are why unions are formed. And and you know what, really thinking along those lines, how powerful would that be? I mean, like, not only just lobbying for, you know, the the crap that you should get, but how powerful would it be to have the power and, like, not have to, you know, live in fear of, like, oh, I say something and it's going to be the end of my career. You know, how crazy would it be to watch, you know, the... Team, for, if you know, say the the whole thing going on with the, the, that went on with Infinity Ward and Activision happened. How would it be if like there was a union and they could stand up right. and everybody walk out the door, and not and and like picket or, or you know do whatever they have to do or go into negotiations so that you know people get paid when they're supposed to get paid. You know, people from Team Bondi get paid their overtime when EA had their issue that people got paid the way they were supposed to get paid. If you could, you stop it dead in its tracks. People listen then, yeah. And, and you're and I and I think that, that you're absolutely right because I wasn't even thinking along those lines. But like that's that is what should happen. Developers need to stand up and say, I'm f- f- yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not
0: even uh, me personally. I'm not even pro union. I think a, I think a lot but, of unions, and especially in the United States, are they a lot? They, mu- there's exactly. A there's is. a lot of money wasting going on, but. The the reason, but what's happening to the developers is the reason why unions need to exist, in certain cases. Like they need a union. You know what I'm saying? Now I don't like when unions abuse things and get and, and then no get too much money. Not shouldn't say too much money, but yeah, nobody wants to see it go exactly because that's how either. we're looking for exactly that's how prices get raised and stuff like that. Like. I know. Uh, I know people in the teachers union, and, and like some of the stuff dealing with their contracts, like, like certain when certain things change, how much back pay they get. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna mention any names, but like, <laughs> I know a teacher that <laughs> if he were to go to a specific position, he would get whatever his raise was. He would get back pay for two years, two years with that pay, for no reason. That that's an extreme case. You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. Right. There's going to be the are. cases where it's too. Exactly. Too much where you know that it's hey. too
1: too much. You know the union's taking as much. You know advantage as the company was previously. Yeah, you know. So you know it goes both ways. But I mean, it, to even get to the. I mean, to even get to the point where that's an issue, you have to get to the point where you Start can kind one. of like have some kind of a power. Yeah, you can have some kind of power to even do anything about your position. I mean, that sucks. I mean, like. And the, I mean, they had people who joined Bondi that like, you know, there was an artist who had 12 years of experience working another in, in different mediums. And then, you know, it was his first job in video, you know, in video game development. And his experience with Bondi for the time that he was there soured him so much that he left the industry and has no interest in coming back to it. Yeah. Like doesn't even care to try working in video games again. Yeah, I mean, and like, you have, that's kind of a, I, that that's. Yeah.
2: This is the norm, you know. Saying, "Hey, this is what it was like when I worked on The Getaway," and other developers are doing the same thing. If you want to be the best, this is how you have to operate. And this isn't the first time. This is the most extreme that I've heard, anyway. But while, not the first yeah. time that we've heard complaints of this nature come out of the industry. So you know, clearly, something needs to be something done. Something has
1: to change, right? And if and, and if people ridiculous. are too scared, even now, because I mean, you you have people that are still with Bondi, and. If that guy is still the same as he was, those people are no, definitely talk. not. I mean, like, right. had some anonymous they had some anonymous sources talk about you know some of the the uh, the you know, situations and stuff inside of Bondi during that time frame, and I mean, it lined up with the, with all the other people who weren't working for Bondi anymore. It said, um, but uh, I mean, the, when people are afraid to even talk about the problem there's a problem and like the only way that you fix that is by, you know, them kind of joining together and you know, they I'm like, I'm not pro I'm not particularly pro union either. I think that they're just as crooked as some of the people they, that they're supposed to, you know, supposedly be protecting, um, you know, against, but sometimes, you know, I, <laughs> your only option is your only option, you know, like that uh, maybe that's what needs to happen. Because, you know, like we said in the beginning, we don't know how widespread this is, and that's, if this is if this is normal, then there's something wrong with it. But that's, that's not on the consumer. I mean, you're going to run a business, run it right. Pay your people what you're supposed to pay them. Don't paint a false picture. I mean, we've certainly, I mean, exactly. us people listening have, have dealt with, you know, getting painted a false picture, working, you know, regular jobs and stuff, too. But, you know... The, you know, I mean, these things happen, but like an entire industry run on a concept like that—that's yeah, you know, it's
2: out of control. Yeah. Out of control. So we're pretty much unanimous in our belief. Yeah, that I it sucked. That yeah, this. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah. and something's got to be done. Yes, and but it's not up to us. It's
0: up to you, developers, to to do that for yourself.
2: You know, it's up to you exactly. guys. So.
1: Yeah, I mean you have to take an honest look at what ha- what's going on and, you know, be able to have an honest discussion about it. But you have to be able to have that discussion without being in fear of even talking about it. So, I mean, obviously something has to change. There has to be some sort of union or some sort of format where you can air your grievances and not get you know, not have a backlash from it. From yeah, I think what we can
2: do is bring this to the forefront of people's minds and just, you know, let people know what's going on. But ultimately, like you said, they're the ones that need to take yeah. action.
0: But, uh, yeah, I'm going to say one more thing in the closing. If you guys do decide to unionize, please don't fuck the developers because I really don't want to pay more than $60 for any more games.
1: I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Protect yourselves. Get your overtime. Don't, don't have to work, you know, a hundred hours. I mean, one guy talked about working like a hundred hours a week for like a month because they wanted a demo out. And he said that that was actually a great time because they left him alone. And then he got to the end of the hundred hours and they didn't even use the demo or show it to the public. And that's why he <laughs> quit. So, yeah. I mean, like, don't, don't let anybody yeah. do that to you. Yeah. Don't, hey, don't, give don't yourself some vacation that time, too. You, know? you need that you, need that you time. The yeah, go get your, pay, get your overtime if you've got to work the overtime. You know, have it basically. Remember be- what your family looks <laughs> like. <Right. laughs> don't, at the end of the day, get together and get somebody who's just as bad on the union side as, you know, you had a problem with on the other side, on the developer side. You know, that's. That's equally as bad of a problem, and it hurts the industry just as much. But we have to even get to that point to be even be able to complain about that. So yeah, get it together, just
0: unionize, but don't go evil, and we'll we'll all be okay. <laughs> but uh, all right, so that's gonna wrap us up for this Smashcast. Um, See so what we got coming the next week. I was gonna say next two weeks, but we're doing this every week now, so I don't need to do that. <laughs>
1: but, yeah. Uh,
0: the no e
1: d f and Earth defense force coming yeah, next this week
0: yeah i mean i actually i saw it at Pax I never got a chance to play it. did anybody play it uh
1: it's i mean it's a cult following game, but like it's it's good it's it, the the demo was actually pretty good i mean like if you're if you're into that sort of game they they kept the campy kind of humor and and it was like the first one was so bad it was good, and they kind of kept that, but they actually did improve on it. Um, like I can make it a better game, but it still keeps that that sense of of what it was. It's not just like okay, we're gonna take this and modernize it or make it good, but not what it was. So yeah,
0: it was All pretty right. neat. Well, then you have that to look forward to. Other than that, the Resistance Greatest Hits Dual Pack for the PS3. If in case you missed Resistance One and Two, but uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap us up. Um, those same same old thing. If you uh, if you uh, love us, hate us, let us know. So let us know how you feel about the podcast. Any comments are welcome, except complete flaming. We don't like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can catch us on uh, SoundCloud, which you may be listening to right now. But it's uh, soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, uh, twitter.com slash MTB site. And of course, you can find us at mashthosebuttons.com
2: and uh yeah
0: so we will see you guys next week
2: later on later
1: days